All right, hey guys, it's the first episode of a brand new show right here, The State of Entertainment from Shirley Boy Entertainment. It's me, Adam Shirley. I'm here right now with my friend David Angel. Uh, thanks for coming on to the show, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, man. Um, let me let me just ask you a question. Uh, we're we're here to talk about entertainment stuff. We're and there's not really a better place to start than uh, places that haven't really been gone. And I thought me and you together could boldly go there, like no one has ever gone before. <laughs> yes. You know, but we're talking. Of course, if you nerds heard that, like I am, you know that we're talking Trek today because Trek is just awesome. And we're going to go back to the original inc in incarnation of Star Trek with Captain Kirk, with, uh, with uh, uh, Spock, with uh, Chekhov, with Ahura, with uh, Bones, man, with all of them. You know, the original series. But let's, let's ask you real quick, David, how, how long have you been actually watching Star Trek? Well, since I was about five years old. My gosh. That's most of my life. Man. How old are you right now? I'm 54. 54 that's nearly 50 years watching trek man that's right. that's a long time and uh what, what what keeps you watching it man i'd say the exploration and the really it's because of all the technology of today was based on a lot of the talk of the old time star trek like for example the med scanner right same thing as the mri man our, and one real common one is called a cell phone. Yeah, the communicators they use on there. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So they do all sorts of and these. This thing, these things were thought of about fifty years ago, fifty almost sixty years ago. That's crazy. It aired in like nineteen sixty four, I believe. Sixty four. Yeah. Yeah, sixty four. I believe was 69. the year. Uh, the original series debuted, and in the pilot episode, Kirk wasn't even on it. No. It was Captain Pike. Right. And that's why I believe they gave the nod to Pike in the new movie uh, right. for being uh, Kirk Sr., you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I'm not entirely sure on that, though. Me, personally, I've been watching Trek for, I don't know, uh, I'd say at least four years now, maybe three, four years, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I really like it a lot. I owned all of the original movies, all of the next generation movies and the, the two, two out of three new ones. I've only watched beyond one time, which yeah, me too. really sucks. Cause I really want to watch it and, and see what it was like again. Cause I can't really remember it. It sucks. I mean, so for a while they were on the original series. It was a TV show for the longest time and i believe it was either the late 70s early 80s or something they were like let's throw this together baby let's do a movie the original movie star oh, oh, trek yeah, the original oh, motion picture 1979 was the first the first star trek motion picture and it was called um, the original motion picture yeah star trek motion picture yep yeah, and uh, it had all of your favorites coming back, although right. they looked a lot older and a little bit different. You know, they were yeah. still the, sta the same punk, uh, punky, <laughs> yeah. spunky crew members that you remember, right? Right. right. They were really great. Um, that was where it all started, and it went all the way. I think, uh, yeah, it went all the way into the next generation. It led into their first movie, which is uh, Generations. Yeah. Um, so what? What? Out of the original movies, I think there's what five, six of them, something like that. Yeah, six of the original, not including Generations, because uh, that's just kind of a half and half or movie. Um, but uh, 
all the way from the first to the last one, what is your favorite original series character movies? Um, I would have to say my favorite would have to be the second one, The Wrath of Khan. Like The Wrath of Khan a lot, dude. That movie is epic. Yeah. It's it's used in a lot. It's uh it's uh mentioned in a lot of TV and and films a lot. I'm sure they've mentioned it a time or two in Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I'm sure they've mentioned it a time or two. I know they have in in Community, my show, and there's tons of other shows that they've referenced the uh, Wrath of Khan in, and they've even taken likenesses for uh, new characters and stuff after Khan from right. completely different genres. You know. Yes. Uh, but that's definitely a really good one. I really like that one. What made you like that one the most? I think it was the fact that it wasn't just a whole new storyline. Mm-hmm. It was actually it was actually a continuation of an old storyline. Yeah, Botany because, Bay episode of the original series right. with Khan first uh, debuting. Yes, and it was the same actor. Mm-hmm. Ricardo Maltabon. Yes. Yeah, man. He was a good actor, too. Yes, he was. Um, I, I think that movie, like I said, was really great. My favorite movie, personally, I, I, I like the third one a lot. The third one, in my opinion, Search of Spock was great. It was really great to me. That was my least favorite of that. Oh, well, I'm sorry that we disagree in such a high <laughs> regard. I loved In Search of Spock. And I, I may be going against the grain when I say that, but that's okay. Uh, everybody has an opinion, so that's bite right. me. Anyway. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> I liked In Search of Spark because of the overall story narrative, you know. It showed, it brought back David, your name, uh, Spock, uh, Kirk's son. Right. It brought him back. The same actor from uh, Wrath of Khan came back, played David. Oh, it was so good. And then he died, and right. you got to feel Kirk, uh, Kirk's pain, and you got to see how much he hated him, and by the end of it, how much he realized that the Klingons couldn't be hated any longer. Right. You know? And that was a great. Maybe though that was a different movie, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a different. That was the next movie. movie. That was the next movie. That no, was... the next movie was a whales movie. No, oh my goodness! The Wrath of Khan, then, then Sturger Spock. Yeah, then it was the, um, the whale movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then it was that movie. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because they had to come back. Yeah, because the God movie was the very last movie where they right. met God, but it wasn't really God. It was stupid. I hate it. Was that an movie. alien. Yes. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Um, what, what if you were if you were in that world though in the Star Trek world? Mm-hmm. I mean, and you could be on a ship. What position would you most think that you would be suitable for that you would like to be in? I think uh, first officer, actually. Oh, I've actually um thought about um tying it, or I kind of tied between Captain or Captain Spock or Commander Spock at the time. Yeah, and um, and uh, Riker. Riker, yeah. Bill Riker. Those were two very good number first one officers of the Enterprise. <laughs> number one, take the helm. <laughs> you know, Spock. Watch the captain's chair. No, like, Spock, you have calm. Bones with me. And then he's like, Jim, what are we getting ourselves into? Jim, I don't Jim, like I'm bones. a doctor. I'm a Dr. Jim, not a nuclear physicist. I like that stuff. That's yeah. great. Um, I don't know. For me, man, it's a hard choice because first officer would be a crazy position. You'd have to be second in control of everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that I'd be able to control all aspects of the ship as well as other people would be. I think if you gave me a single task, 
I could do it. I don't know what that task would be, but whatever it is, maybe science officer, just exploring and learning more about the world. Yeah. I think that would probably be a cool one to be at if I could be there. That would be it for sure. Right. I mean, I think that's a great thing. But like, like I said before, third movie is my favorite. Second one was yours. And the fourth movie is the Save the Whales movie, I believe. And that's what I think me and you said. Uh, I think that's where we got to. I'm not yeah. sure. We could look it up. but it Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on the Whales movie? I feel like it was... Um, well, I liked it because it actually did something besides just Star Trek. It did something that saved... You know, that was actually something important at the time when the movie was being made. Yeah. Because this, the Humpback Whales were, were about ready to be extinct. Dang. And because of that movie, they actually saved them. They got a lot more attention, got more funds, yeah. and now they're now there's good out there. They're they're making there's a lot of them out there now. Man, I I think that movie was good, like as you said, for an actual cultural standpoint. But as for a movie, for me watching it, it was really hard for me to get into them having to go to the past to bring a whale to the future right. to save the world. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, but, but Star Trek has got weird. Ones. It got yeah. There's definitely weirder movies, <laughs> but that movie that movie ranks near the end of my Star Trek ratings list. Uh, I'd have to say. Um, from there, of course, you had one or two more movies, right. and uh, then, like we talked about briefly, uh, Generations came into play. Right. Uh, but before those two movies, what do you think about the last two movies that, that they they made? Uh, the original series characters were in. Yeah, well, the second to last one, which was um, Undiscovered Country, that kind of you know, dove into uh, religion and stuff. Well, yeah, it was religion, but yet it was, uh, I don't know, it, it was uh, interesting. I think uh, you had he wanted you to, or the alien wanted all the people to believe that he was God. Yeah, I mean, it even had him going for for a for a second, and Spock's brother mm-hmm. brought okay. him there, and yeah. it was it was a crazy adventure. You know, I, I thought for the most part it was cool how he got everyone to buy into it with his Vulcan techniques right, and stuff. He had, yeah, he used his uh, mind control, sense of mind control. Well, Freed your mind! Yeah, exactly. Free your mind and he, and, the, and it made them, made them more susceptible to what he was saying to them. And it worked. That's it the worked thing. A lot of them. It didn't work for Spock, though. Spock knew better. Well, Spock knew him, though. Like, yeah, it's their brothers. Trust, yeah, he didn't trust him when he was doing this. Yeah. And he was warning everybody, don't, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna turn it to his own interest. They didn't get Kirk either. No, Kirk. Kirk was. I, be honest with you, I don't think Kirk really believed in God. Yeah, I mean, I can't say on that note. There's no. There's no real determining factor. Uh, it, it seems that for sure, uh, uh, Bones, man, he believes because yeah. he said, "No God, I ever heard of." Blah 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 right. blah. And to me, it seems like he's had some sort of a. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I, I thought that, woo, sorry about that, my microphone kind of fell. Anyway, uh, apart from, apart from that, that movie, in my mind, was a really standout movie. I, I thought it was really good. It, it, it reached a lot of spots. Uh, mm-hmm. but like, like I said, 
Doc must have known or believed in God at some point. He seems like a down-home southern boy that would. Yes. But uh, I, I think that, that movie overall, man, it was probably it – was, it was up there in my list for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have to agree with that. It was a really good movie, just like the last one. I think is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's the it's a it's a crazy one to crazy one to watch as well. It's it's the one where Kirk realizes peace is the way. Right. You know, I think I think it's a really good movie too. Yeah, and yeah, and it get it gives it kind of delves more into the idea that uh, there's more to it than than what's on face value. Yeah, it's not just you know it gives it gives the story life, it gives Star Trek life, right? Because there's a lot of people out there that really they almost live in Star Trek world. Yeah, I mean they had like a few years ago they had the Star Trek um, Star Trek the experience. Yeah, now, I've been through that like five times, so I know this. I know the Star Trek experience. Pretty fun. Oh, it is cool because you it's like they you'd go in, you'd walk in. Pay your money, walk through there, and there was a museum that showed Enterprise. They showed the Excelsior. They showed um, the Botany Bay. Man. And, and they were all hanging from the ceilings. Can you That's see them all crazy. up there? You look, look in the, the sky, in the, and then they had um, like stars all over, the, all over the top of the building up there. Nice. And so it looked like they were flying through space. It was awesome. really cool. Then you go up a, up a set of stairs. Okay, uh-huh. then there was like these glass cases, and inside those glass cases were like uniforms, phasers, transponders, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, the type 2 phaser, the type 1 phaser. Now, it, well, it was really exciting. Definitely. Um, what are your thoughts on the very last movie, story-wise? I mean... The last movie, story-wise, I think... Really, I don't... I think it was about um, belief. That's uh, the the fifth movie. It was where they got. I don't remember what exactly happened. Oh yeah, they they got they got they got uh, they got uh, the the gravity got turned off and two Klingon people got shot inside of a Federation ship. Yeah, yeah, it got. Yeah, no, it was in their ship. The, yeah. the they they found out the suits were missing though. Right. They found the boot in one of the uh, guys' cabinets, but they looked at his feet and his feet. There's no way they, they could wouldn't. That. Fit, right. No way. No. So Kirk and McCoy uh, went over. They went over to try to save him. Yeah, the and then they got charged for it all and right. put on they this planet. Him. Right. They were trying to Spock and everybody else was trying to find a way to save him and right. get him off the planet because they knew something bigger was at stake. There was right. somebody trying they to didn't assassinate. Even know where they were at. Right, right. So they had to search for him. Right. They uh they searched and searched. It was a great movie, I thought. You know, I yeah, mean, it, was. it was like the last movie a lot. Like uh, it was a it was a very under underrated and underappreciated movie, I think. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people saw it as like a nah, that movie's good, but it's not a Star Trek movie that's but great. It, it is though. My opinion, it's it's top. It's it's all right. Out of all these. I only have two that I really didn't like a lot. That was the Wales movie, and that was the uh, first movie. wasn't all that great either. First yeah. movie was like second to last. The Wales movie went dead last for me. Yeah. Um. But after that, after that final uh, original series Trek world, uh, 
we go into generations where you see a brand new captain on the ship. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Captain of the USS Enterprise E. And then they, uh, they, they go on missions with Worf, with Data, with, right. with, uh, yeah, yeah, Data and all those guys, like I was saying, and, and, uh, the next generation just took off. And I think a couple of, I think it's already, it had already been on for like a season or so by the time that, that movie came out. I don't think the series introduced the movie, the no. characters. Uh, or I don't think the movie introduced the characters. I think the series was out. The, the, the next generation was out before then. Right. Um, but uh, the movie itself, Star Trek Generations, man. Your thoughts? Well, Star Trek Generations was... It was a good way to tie in the two series, I think. It, uh, you had... Because, first of all, you had the brand new Star the brand new starship. How long was it after? How long was it after Kirk had had? You know, how long had it been since Kirk had been at, been at the helm? Eighty-five years. Eighty-five years. So he was probably dead at that point, then. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. It's the, well, actually, the, at the very beginning of um, generations, if I remember correctly, it actually started with Admiral Kirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He got sucked out of that hole. Yeah, they hit the. They hit the. Uh, they just pulled. They pulled out a space dock, and just got into the Nexus. And it and one of the, and part of the tail of the Nexus came over, hit hit the side of the Enterprise, and wiped out the whole wall. Yeah. And before the engine, before the shield could come back up, it sucked him through it into yeah. the Nexus. Okay, that's right. Because he yeah, Picard ends up walking up on Kirk. While Kirk's cutting uh, firewood or something. Right, right. This isn't real. How can I taste this? How can I drink this? Kirk, it's not real. Snap out of it. I can hear it now. Yeah. But anyway, um, what do you think about the movie as a whole, though? Is the it, movie as a whole was, was awesome. I, I, I thought, like you said, it was a good way to tie in the universes, uh, the two worlds together, the original series and the next generation. I thought it was a great way to do that. Uh, they did an exceptional kind of, job. Yeah, it kind of dragged in some places. I thought. Well, yeah, most, there was there was definitely parts where it was super slow, you know. But right, but it most overall, it was a really good movie. I it, really enjoyed it because it because of, no, not only because of the tie-in, but because the actual plot was actually awesome. Yeah, and it not only you know it not only played for like an action or a sci-fi sense, but it played mostly, in my opinion, towards the story. Right. You know that's why it was slower in some points because it was a story movie. It wasn't really about. It was about these characters' story, not right. about the battles they've been in or they are in or were in, whatever, right. yeah, whatever it may be, or going on a mission to do this and this. It was about a story of how they were going to survive a story of all of them being getting along and understanding one may not be coming out alive. Right. And if none of y'all have watched any of these Star Trek movies that we've talked about, dude, go and check them out for real. They're really good. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, they're awesome. Uh, that was the first of three next generation, or the first of three to come next generation movies. The first one being First Contact, right. then Insurgents, sure. and then Nemesis. Right. Um, what did you think about the, 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 set, the set of uh, next generation movies, man? Well, actually, First Contact was really interesting. It kind of cleared up a lot of things about how how we actually got in contact with the Vulcan society. With aliens in general, man. The aliens in general, yes. Yeah. I mean, that proved it went up there and Dr. Cochran decided he was he discovered 
how, uh, discovered and created the first warp engine. Warp capable ship, man. Right. Man. And then they built this. Yeah. Then they took it in. They made an old ballistic or a, a sea or a uh, thing. I can't think of it. It's like a missile. Uh, it was a continental. Intercontinental missile. So, okay. It was an inter- ICBM. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was an intercontinental ballistic missile. And um, they put the warp engine into to the final stage of it. Yeah. Once they had gotten to that point, I loved it how the wings just pulled out on it. That was just great, man. Wings. They escaped, uh, escaped, and Data watched him. Or it was either Data or Picard watched as they did made their voyage and they missed the uh, shot. That was so great. The Borg, man. Yes. The Borg. Yes. The beginning of the Borg. <laughs> the Borg. Yes. Oh, that was so great. Resistance is futile. Friggin in, and Insurgents was a man movie to me. I thought Insurgents was okay at most. You know, yeah, it was, I agree with that. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't one you had to had to see. No. But it was, it was a movie that Star Trek made. I mean, I don't exactly remember the whole premise of the movie to be honest that's I how think, honestly i think the the premise of the movie was to give captain picard a girlfriend sometimes i think that's what it is that's, sometimes a man just needs a woman that's right <laughs> and this man needs a lot for the intergalactic home dog that i am <laughs> yeah but um i i think I think that movie was meh. It wasn't good. Yeah. It was like a half star rating yeah. for me if I had a scale for it, which I do, but I'm not using. Anyway, um, then Nemesis came out. Nemesis. Nemesis was, was awesome, just dude. off the chain, man. Yes. My favorite of the set, uh, personally. I liked it better than First Contact and Insurgents. Yeah. It well, was I mean, a, it, well, First Contact and Nemesis are my two favorite of the new series. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, and then, uh, I think Nemesis packed a bunch of crazy things with it. He was there was this clone of Picard uh, made from his DNA. Right. You can test it. He said, "Test it. You'll see. I have the same disorders as you. I am you. I'm a better you kind of thing." Right. And he was wanting Picard to join him on his worldwide conquering, conquering excursion and thing. Yeah. And Kirk was like, "This is not the way. No. We will not do this." Yeah, he was going up there. He's sitting there thinking, he says, like he even said, and if the, he was in like circumstances, he probably would have made the same decisions. Yeah. But he wasn't, so therefore he made different right. decisions. It may, not, may not have always been the right decision, right? but he did. And you get to see a big-name star playing Kirk's clone, right. that of Tom Hardy, the guy that's now playing Venom in the new Sony Pictures Venom movie, the guy that's going to be playing, or the guy that played Bane in the Dark Knight Rises, and a guy that was in the movie Warrior, which I hold in very high regard uh, for movies to watch. Um, but you get to see all these great aspects and parts from this this world, and I think the next generation as a whole was good, you know, but I like the original series best. Yeah, it's not ever going to stop, you know. If I could watch them all day, I would. But anyways, the last and final thing when we're talking Star Trek, we got to talk the new stuff they've done so far. Not not Discovery. Remember, this is all movies. We've t- we've tattered in the in in the TV world, but we haven't stayed in them because there's too much to talk about in the TV world. You know, you can talk about so many different episodes from this one to this one to this one to this one to this one, to this one between like five six different shows. So we're sticking with the movies, but. 
We're going to go with the two new J.J. Abrams movies, Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness. Your thoughts on both? I thought they did really well on them. They, they, the, new, the new actors that played Captain Kirk and Spock, Uhura, all of them, they did an awesome job. You believe it's them. Yes. That's the thing that's awesome about it. And with today's technology, the graphics update, so oh, my gosh. So oh, yeah. You get to see so many things you never thought you'd be able to see, like wreckage from a ship flying through that wreckage and right. everything. All the cool battle scenes that are mm. taking place. And it's all because of the cool technology we have today. But the direction in the movies, always at a fever pitch. The, right. the pace, there's always comical moments in these movies, all throughout, oh, yeah. scattered between, you know. Well, that's kind of what makes Star Trek, though. Yeah, definitely. It, they take a serious, they take something serious, and sometimes you got to realize, you got to laugh. And you said it just then, you did, you said it yourself, man. It is Star Trek. Yes. It's Star Trek, it's today's Star Trek. It's not like... Uh, it's not like a cheap imitation of the show or right. the characters. It's a very good representation of a new version of the characters. Yes. For the next generation. Well, definitely. For excuse the me the pun, but... You know. For the current generation, yes, definitely. Generation. Um, I think the End of Darkness is just great. I'm not talking about Beyond, like we said at the beginning of the, uh, of the uh, podcast. Neither of us have watched it but one time, so we don't really remember the details of anything. Can't really go into it that much. From what I remembered, it was a good movie, though. Um, just like we're talking now about the two we have seen. Several times I've watched these over and over. They're really good. Into Darkness is just outstanding. Uh, it has to be my favorite of the two, of the three probably. I, I can't say for sure because, like I said, one time viewing and beyond. Right. But uh, Into Darkness, Benedict Cumberbatch, the guy that played Sherlock Holmes, the guy that plays Doctor Strange now, mm. played an amazing con. Yes. He was fiendish, evil, conniving. He was manipulative. He was smarter, stronger, faster, and better than legitimately anybody he faced. Mm -hmm. Spock beat him on that flight scene because in that last scene uh, took advantage of a moment, you know? Yes. That's all. That's the only way Spock won that. Otherwise, Spock would be dead right now. Right. Ahura came down onto it and took the attention of Khan away from him and Spock got him and that was that. That was it. That was it. But, man, such a good movie. Such a good movie. Oh, such a good movie. Yeah, I think... The did. Marcus fight it. scene was really good, too, mm. where they faced off with the Marcus edition ship. Yes. Oh. Mm. Oh. <laughs> that was just overall... That, they, did, they did Star Trek credit by making those. Right. I was afraid... Honestly, when they first started talking about making the new... Yeah. The new old movies. Yeah. I was afraid that they were going to ruin them. They were going to, you know, I was afraid it was going to be all show and no real, you know, no real character. Character. Or, or it wasn't going to be. They would take the Star Trek out of it. It was just the, all the all the special feet or the special, yeah. The special effects and stuff. And everything. Yeah, that, I was afraid it would take over it. it. Yeah, that's what I was. The characters about. wouldn't mean much because the effects were so good, kind of thing. Yeah, but no, it was all it was all evened out though, man. Oh yeah, they 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 found a really good blend. Abrams has of of directing uh, really good films that have a lot of really good fight scenes, like laser fight scenes, oh, a yeah. lot of really good space battles. He knows how he wants it to look, and he gets it to look that way exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, J.J. Abrams is an awesome director anyway. Yeah, man. He he directed uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah. So, 
Uh, that's Star Wars, by the way. If we have any Star Wars haters, don't don't look at me. I haven't watched the movie set yet. Don't don't be shocked. <gasps> Gasp! Ah, I have not yet. But my friend David here has let me watch. Is letting me watch uh, borrow his Star Wars uh, original movies from the seventies. So we'll see what those movies are like. And uh, whenever I finish watching all of them, we'll get back to you and let you know for sure. We'll have another one of these with David talking about Star Wars at that point. But Going forward, man, do you think they're going to do any more movies since the guy that played Chekhov passed away tragically a little while back? I think they pretty well closed it with the last... With Beyond? With Beyond. I think they really did because right now they've lost too many of the characters. Be honest with you, they've lost too many. They've got Chekhov dead. They've got Bones dead. They've got Spock dead. How um, did they die? Oh, was that in the last movie? No, 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 no. I'm talking the actors that played them. The new guys? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting mixed up. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was talking about the original series. I thought you were talking about the original no, series. No, no, no. I was saying talking about moving forward oh, yeah. from our Who's new world. From the oh, new world. Could, the yeah. Abrams world. Because Chekhov's gone. Right. Um, and there's there's some people that say that maybe uh, they should start the next generation world within the original series world. Like a young, uh, you'd see a young cadet. That is John Luke Picard, perceivably, or somebody like that in the uh, early that times. That wouldn't quite work because John Luke Picard was not alive when Kirk was. Well, that's true. That's true. There are some people that have said that they'd want to see that in a movie. That way, you could bring Picard in and have right, him they'd in have the picture to, already. Uh huh. But he's like that. He that's wasn't eighty even a years baby in the future. That's that's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's probably what a good forty years younger than Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. It but would, uh, yeah, that wouldn't work in that in that perceivable future, but. For the future of this, since the actor that played Chekhov passed away within this past, I think, year or two. So, this new world, what do you see going forward and how, how do you see they could possibly keep it going? Or do you see it completely going? I think there's other storylines that they could use yeah. from the original series to bring into this new Abrams. So, there's new storylines? Yeah, oh, there's lots of, lots of storylines that they can continue on. Or, or even remake. Yeah, yeah, because this series. is a separate world. I mean, honestly, it's a flipped world. Right. Uh, like, like you've seen in that, you've seen the original Spock, Leonard Nimoy, in the first two movies that we right. talked about. He passed away before the third one. Right. But you've seen both of those, uh, you've seen Leonard Nimoy from his respective world right. in this new Star Trek world, mm-hmm. which means parallels, who knows, you can see an actual original Captain Kirk possibly in there. Yeah. You he's never know. Yes, you still never still know. Yeah. Uh, you can you do that kind of thing to get Kirk a mentor of some kind like that or whatever. Right. But uh, there's there's a bunch of different ways you definitely could take that. What would you do though if you were what, what storyline intrigue you to to put on the the silver screen? Actually, I think my favorite episode that I would think would make re- a really good movie. I'm trying to think. I think it was uh, Conscience of the King. Which was one of the season one, I think, or late either late season one or early season two, where they went on to they went on to this this world, and this world had they had their own king. He ruled the whole entire whole entire yeah world, and he brought he brought the he invited Starfleet to come to his world. Yeah, and they. Um, they had they had like the Andorians come. 
Yeah. For me, yeah. They had the Vulcan. They had them all. They had, they even had Klingons. Mm-hmm. Okay, the you know the the Star Trek, you know the old Star Trek Klingons. Of course. Yeah. But you know the they, ones that were just really hairy guys. Actually, no. They were. Did they have this they stuff had, on their face? Huh? Did they have a little headdress piece? I uh, no. At they that actually time? they had a slight they had a slight brow. Oh. Slight um, brow because they were with how they explained that later on because a lot of people were complaining about that. A lot of Trekkies were complaining about. And they had all of a sudden these movies, and the King Klingons had like Warp had a ridge on his head, and, and yeah. the you know all all the roughness of his face. Yeah, there there are two there are different types of Klingons. How they describe it? Okay, okay. There's Klingons like our that are in with Captain Kirk's world. They were human fusion Klingons. Okay, so they appeared more human than they get Klingon, other than the fact that their face was dark like Klingons. Oh, yeah. They had jet black hair that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, stuff like that. And then, then there's also, um, there was also, uh, um, um, what is it? There was uh, humans and there were, uh, was there another one? Um, I can't remember the other other race. There was, I think, I don't, it wasn't Vulcan. It may have been, um, yeah. What do they call them? And I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, um, Romulans? Romulans, yes. Romulan fusion Klingons. Oh, man. Which didn't really make sense because because when they when they finally came out with the one where, the, where they decided the Klingons were part of the Vulcan race, yeah. kind of threw that into all, threw that into the wind. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but that's how they just, that's how Gene Roddenberry okay. got them to do it. Okay. Anyways, they were coming off of the ship. Yeah, they were coming. Yeah, they were all coming off the ship, and what, then all then the king was accused of killing his daughter. Man, yeah, I think it was his daughter, and he was accused of killing her, and the people rebelled against him, and it took Captain Kirk and Spock. To find out the truth about it, who actually did it? Yeah. Instead of, you know, instead of the king. Yeah. The king wasn't exactly the straightest guy in the world. He was kind of a um, shady character. Yeah, guy. yeah. But he didn't kill her. Okay. And Kirk knew that'd, that. That'd be an interesting story to see then. Right. Okay, I gotcha. Heck yeah, man. Well, shoot, it's been a really good time talking to you yeah, here. Too. Thank you. I'm been, been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure being on here, and hopefully sometime soon we'll be able to do another one of these yeah. with Star Wars if I'm able to watch them soon enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I really appreciate you showing up here on this podcast right now. Um, until next time, guys. Live this long is and prosper. Definitely live long and prosper the Vulcan way. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you later. This is the State of Entertainment Podcast, episode three, with my guest today. This is Adam Shirley, by the way, just in case you don't recognize the voice I'm talking about. But we're here talking about a Sammy Buck. Sammy, how's it going, man? Good. How have we been doing today? What's going on, Sammy? Not a lot. Yeah. So, I haven't been up to too much today. I've been hanging out with my family and my girlfriend. Oh, wow, man. What y'all been doing? Watching TV and movies? Watching TV. God damn, watching 
where you gotta make sure you're aiming for the person. You don't wanna hit anybody else. Right. If they give you a target, you get that target.
mean, your car looked nothing compared to Yeah, man. You may, you may think you had the best car. Right. It's not about the, it's not about the car. It's not about the driving. Exactly. That's what I learned. Yes, sir. From the industry. It's not all the new things. It's how you drive the car. Right. Okay. You got like, let's see, you got a 69, you got a 69, you put that, that would be hard, and you also got a, um, you also got like, O'Connor car, let's take O'Connor car for example, he had a Nissan Skyliner. He had an RT Nissan. Mm-hmm. He has a nice car that would make um make um other car look nothing compared to. Right. Let's see. Let's say if somebody had a Mustang. Like their Mustang. Look at that orange Charger there, man. What if both of those cars went head to head in a street race challenge? Right. Just. Car for car. Right, man. So, you want to make sure that your car can beat that other person's car. Yeah. The ink, what they need the engine is the muscle of the car. Right. But you got to know how to drive muscle car. Right. Muscle car are not cheap yeah. car. You may, you may think you got the fancy think you got the fancy car, but do you? Do you have the fancy, fast enough car to be any other car in this world? Nobody can beat that. Nobody could beat. Nobody could beat. Nobody could beat any car in the world. Right. Not even the Lamborghini Diablo. Right. That, I hear that car can smoke any other car. Yeah. I don't know how. Maybe they got nitro or not. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that possibility, man. That, like you said, though, it all depends on you got to know how to drive the car. But hey, man, this has been a great conversation with you. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. You're welcome. Uh, come back sometime soon. Do something again with us. Uh, for now, though, this has been the State of Entertainment. Talking with my friend Sammy. You, have, you guys have a great day now. Hey guys, how's it going? It's Adam Shirley here on a special edition of the State of Entertainment. Uh, this is a little, I want to do, just give a little background on my history of music and play some songs for y'all. Just because, you know, I think it'd be fun to do. I don't do this that often. I'm in the mood to play guitar. So, um, 2018, I believe, or no. No, 2018, that was a year ago. What the heck? 2000, I'd say 9 or 10, probably. It'd be 2009, more than likely. Mid to late 2009. Uh, I met a guy named, uh, from Bismarck. That's not his name. Uh, I met a guy from Bismarck. Mary went to high school. My wife went to high school with. Uh, his name is Mark Owens. He's an independent country music singer. You know, he goes around and sings at bars and stuff like that. He's a pretty cool dude. Sometimes, maybe, kind of. 
But uh, he, he's, a, he's a dude that gave me my first guitar, taught me my first three guitar chords at that point. And I wrote a song, and uh, it's, it's called Great Life, and I guess I'll do that one first. It's the very first song I ever wrote and recorded, so uh, I'm, if, I get, if I stop partway through these songs, just forgive me. Like I said, it's been a while since I've sung anything, so, and my key may be off a little bit, uh, so I may get mad at myself. I've been dealing with a lot of uh, sinus drainage. People here in Arkansas know what that's like, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of other people do too as well, but uh, dealing with some sinus drainage down the back of my throat, so it's harder for me to sing a little bit, but uh, here we go. I'm going to try Great Life. Sitting out here Underneath all these stars In the big old sky Watching the last bit of This old day fade away mind changed to a different song that was not part of that song I gotta remember oh uh my gosh I'm so embarrassed right now um <clears throat> straight to the chorus I go I thank God for my life and every breath that I take for the family that I got it's keeping me strong Trying to keep trouble away Thank God for my wife the Beautiful baby girls it Helps me to see The man I want to be in life Man, I've got a great life That's not the whole song. Like I said, I'm running dry on that. I don't know why. It's so. It was so long ago. It was like 2012, or yeah, probably like around 2011 when I wrote that. Somewhere in there. It was a long time ago, guys. Um, but it's one of those songs that I really appreciate listening to now, seeing where I've came from. And I believe my vocals have gotten better since then. I hope so, anyways. Uh, the next time I really did anything with music, I was writing some music with my friend Kyle uh, Richardson. He's a really good dude, really good drummer. Uh, he plays in a band in Northeast Arkansas. I don't remember the name of it, but shout out to him and his band. Uh, he's an EMT as well, so respect to that. Uh, we wrote a song called Whiskey Heart. And it was it was a song that was needed to be written, and there's reasons behind why it was needed to be written. But it was a very sensitive song at a sensitive time for one of my really good friends. And I I'm not gonna play that one, but I had like a set, a song a, a thing that I was trying to write. Uh, 
I can't remember the names of them. Like, I had a song called Full Throttle that I never got done. Uh, I had tons of songs. And then I made a full 12-track CD with, like, two bonus tracks, which was uh, which was cover songs. I was doing two co- I did two cover songs. I don't remember which one they were, but all the rest of the CD was original songs that I have written and recorded. And that song's on there, along with... The biggest song that I think I've, I've made, apart from uh, a couple of newer ones that I, I put out, and they weren't amazing, you know, but uh, it, it's it's something that I really like a lot. Uh, the the first big song that I ever had, well, I call it big, it's just the song that people like a lot. It's called Country Life, so I'm going to play it right now. This country life ain't too hard to get You work all day with your hands and you sweat till the sun goes down This old town again When the moon comes up, the party begins Call up every one of your friends And tell them to meet you down by the riverside if you think this country life is just too wild Come on down And we'll show you a good time We got a six pack of Bud Light Ice cold beer on a warm summer's night And we're going down to the old creek All the tailgates are dropped down Sitting round a fire watching it burn out Ain't going nowhere all night And I don't want to leave this country life Say your prayers every night Make sure your kids are tucked in tight And thank the Lord you got this life Family and friends should be the most So raise your glass and give them a toast Cause they were there for the hard times Take a look around and you should know all these people are in your heart and soul. We got a six pack of Bud Light, ice cold beer on a warm summer's night. Family and friends are all around. Yeah, you look here, you look there. Everyone you know standing everywhere. We got a six pack of Bud Light, ice cold beer on a warm summer's night, and we're going down to the old. 
when you look there Everyone you know standing everywhere And there's no way you can feel bad That's why I can't leave That's why I can't leave That's why I can't leave this country So yeah, that was the first really big song that I uh that I got people's attention with the I mean, I'm not famous. Duh. But uh that's that's one of the first songs that really people liked and told me they liked. Um and then there's another song that I did on that same CD called Memories that I really love. Uh I'll play it probably here in a little bit. Maybe I might play it right now. Yeah, why not? We'll do that. Play memories. Hear that? That's really a dead string. There we go. Oh! Let's try it again. Memories of us 
so after that I did like I, I went through a really stupid phase in my life and I'm not going to go into any kind of details about that but while I was writing this other stuff I was in a really good place I was in a really good mental place there was a lot of struggles I'm going to put my guitar down real quick there were spots of you know chaos in my life um, my wife was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and that's been a very uh, a very tricky part of my life uh, I love her to death it's just really hard understanding it and really keeping the understanding of it in your mind what it what it is and I feel for anybody who lives with or has bipolar disorder because it's a very if you don't pay attention uh, it's it's really a difficult thing unless you really take care of yourself um, and I know for a while before she was diagnosed she wasn't doing what she needed to do to take care of herself and she was up and down and up and down mood swings like crazy and that's when I was writing a lot of like the the country life song I wrote that at that point memories I wrote then I dug up some old songs uh let me think a song when I think about you is a really cool song if I could remember the words to it I'd play that song but I don't want to play anything I don't remember the words to it. I feel bad enough for doing that uh song uh that I was doing a little bit earlier for y'all uh Especially since I didn't know the words to it that well. I still don't remember. I remember the chorus. That's about all I remember, though. But uh, I wrote a lot of songs uh, at that time. And then there came a point in my life when I was really stupid, but I wrote some pretty good songs. And I, I repeated the recordings of both Country Life and Memories for the Unplugged Volume 2 uh, thing. And I, I really liked it. I liked all of it, you know. I, I didn't like the life circumstances that I was going through because I wasn't smart. I was really stupid. I went out and I did stuff I shouldn't have done. Uh, let me tell you this. If you're in a relationship with somebody, don't go off and do, do something to, to hurt that relationship, to sabotage it yourself. Let me just say this right now. If you got a family with somebody... Uh, you're never going to have anything as good as what you got. No matter what. You're never going to have anything as good as what you got. If you have a wife that loves you and treats you good. If you got kids that, that love you and care about you and adore you. Nothing is ever going to be as good as what you got right there. Uh, that's something I had to learn and almost lose in this stupid time of my life. Uh, and <clears throat> it, it was just a really tumultuous. It's a big word and I don't know if I'm using it right. That's a really big, you know, uh, chaos-filled time in my life. But I wrote a really cool song that I would like to share with y'all right now. And it's it's awesome. Uh, oh, right there. Let me see. All right, we got all of them.
I've given all I can to end up here, broken man. I gave it all to you, see you smile, was my only plan, but a man can only take so much for so long, giving up on the thought of us, letting go of everything we was, giving in to the side of me says there's no hope and won't be again so I'm giving up giving up giving in Giving up on the thought of us letting go of everything we was. Giving in to the side of me says there's no hope and won't be again. Giving up, giving up, giving in. So that was not the whole song. I forgot the second verse. I realized that after I got through with that last part. Um, give me one second. I have to message my therapist. Since then, I have tried to better myself to help out with everything. But uh, me and my wife got through all this crap that we've been through. We've been together 11 years now, married for 10. So uh, it's, it's really good. Um, I wrote a song for her, uh, and I sung it at our vow renewal this past uh, March. It was scary as dookie getting up on that stage, seeing like, I don't remember how many people were out there, but it was really scary. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was a scary experience. But it was really a good experience. I also wrote another song for my mom. We danced to that song. Uh, I danced with her, and she was like crying, bawling the whole time. Oh my god, you wrote a song for me. But um, I, I wanted to do something special, and and I wanted to do. I wanted to play a song on the stage in front of people. I wanted to try that, and I've had a big fear of being stage fright and stuff. So, it's really a big thing uh, for me. Um, uh, let me think. 
my gosh. All right, here we go. song uh, I wrote for Mary um, for the wedding and uh, like I said we've gotten a lot better we're getting along a lot better now um, as of recently I've been working on a couple of 
songs um, that I'm not going to try to even think about doing right now because they're not even done yet. Just know that I'm, I'm still constantly working on stuff. I'm trying to get more and more stuff done. Maybe next time on the show we can have uh, guest uh, Yoga Vajna, a.k.a. that guy Mike from the Taco Bell on Central, bruh. But, um, that's not a guarantee. As for the state of entertainment, man, there's been a lot of stuff. I think after this, I'm going to do an update on that. So, I hope you like this little music sessions episode, getting to hear some of my music. I've had a blast playing for y'all. Um, holler back if you like this. Let me know what you think. I know my voice is cracking all throughout. Don't, don't knock me for that. Like I said, got a lot of sinus drainage and been coughing a lot, so... I feel like I'm restricted. My vocal cords are restricted right now. It's really weird. I haven't been able to do any impressions. My gosh, guys. What the heck? You know, Darth Vader I'll do every so often, but it still feels weird. Um, but all right, guys. Uh, Till next time. Talk to you all later. I have been Adam Shirley right here on the State of Entertainment podcast. Special edition or music retrospective on me, I guess. Whatever. Later. <laughs>